You're listening to MoneyWeb at Midday. Now, it seems we might be getting closer to the signature of the NHI bill and that the flourish of a pen healthcare in South Africa would change forever. There is growing concern, though, in the medical benefits space. That certainly is increasing. I want to give you uh, another view on this. Gary Feldman is with us now, Executive Head of Healthcare Consulting at NMG Benefits. Gary, welcome to you. Um, what's your sense? Do you think the president is going to sign this bill anytime soon? Good afternoon, Jeremy, and good afternoon to the listeners. Jeremy, yeah, I think at this late stage, the president doesn't have a choice. I don't think he can send it back to the parliamentary committee. I think he'll have egg on his face. Um, But I don't think the listeners should be too concerned about that. Um, If he does sign it once he's found his pen, um, I think there's still a lot of water to flow into the sea before we actually see a change in the healthcare environment in South Africa. So let's talk about that water, if we can. Are you suggesting that it's not immediately going to impact the business models or the strategy of existing medical benefits companies? Absolutely, Jeremy. Um, If you look at once it's been signed, um, there is still a lot of different legislation that needs to be adjusted as well. Amongst other, the Medical Schemes Act needs to be changed. And that only goes once the NHR bill has been proclaimed. So that has to be changed. And then in the interim, we do believe that there are a number of societies, organizations like medical schemes, like Business South Africa, that will go to the constitutional court challenging the constitutionality of the NHR bill. I mean, I think we all we all in favor of universal health care. That's absolutely non-negotiable. We do believe every South African citizen and resident, permanent resident, should have access to universal health care. But you don't need the NHI to get universal health care. I mean, universal health care really means that more people have access to treatment um, at an acceptable rate or free for the low-income earners or unemployed. But you don't need NHI to achieve that. And I think this is what people don't understand. Gary, what steps are or should medical benefits companies be taking right now to prepare then for what you are suggesting is an inevitable integration into the system? Well, Jeremy, I mean, as the NHR bill states at the moment, which is fairly vague, it says that any private medical scheme will not be able to offer the same product benefits as the NHI offers. So a medical scheme will only be able to offer top-up benefits. But as I said, um, I don't believe that that will happen for at least another seven to ten years um, because the medical schemes bill clearly states as well that the medical scheme will not be able to offer that on full implementation. Now, we don't even know what full implementation means because there is so much to clarify and to basically put in place before the NHR bill will be implemented in full. So that's why, once again, I think people should make sure that they don't cancel their medical scheme at the moment, that I do believe that corporate South Africa should try and get more of their staff covered um, to to alleviate the pressure of the, the failing public health care system at the moment. So at least employed people do have access to 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 some form of private health care in south africa down the line though of course uh, everybody is concerned about added cost well i think we might see uh, as soon as the budget um next week that the minister of finance uh, will remove the tax credits which will be a huge impact on on the middle income sector of south africa again because that basically does assist in making private health care affordable 
And that will be, I think, a bad move from the government's perspective because, as I said, they're not ready to, to roll out uh, the NHI bill and let people retain their private health care cover for as long as possible. So that's one thing that we anticipate could happen, as I said, as soon as next week. Um, but there, there are a host of different elements that the government will have to um, address and basically ensure that they put in place before any change can take place to the private health care that um, the, the number of South Africans have at the moment. Jeremy, if you just think about it, um, there are about 1.5 million people in South Africa that are not on a medical scheme, but do still make use of private health care. And those people are like doctors, dentists, who basically make use. They, don't, they prefer to self-fund their private health care. They're not on a medical scheme. Now, those people will not be able to make use of private health care should the NHR bill be implemented in the way that it's tabled at the moment. Because it says clearly that you will not be able to use any form of private health care for the services provided by the NHR bill. And that's going to create another huge debate from, from, from those people uh, as well. It's not only the private health care members that are going to be compromised, but it's people that op have the funding to afford private health care at the moment, which will not be able to, will not be accessible. All right, Gary Feldman, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you very much indeed. Obviously, ball in the minister's court. And let's see what emerges at uh, come budget time uh, in, uh, at, the end of, uh, at the end of February.